You're listening to the Imaginally True Change podcast with Prashant Goel. Each week we speak with courageous people contributing to a better world. Each one's personal triumphs and challenges lead us to reflect on a fulfilling professional life. Our guests inspire us to overcome fear and resistance and to walk our own path of Dharma, that is, our higher purpose. Before getting started with this week's episode, I'd like to offer a note. Podcasting is still very much a learning process for me, and I'm still making mistakes. I did what I could to edit this week's episode, but you'll notice that the audio quality isn't as good as we might hope. There's some clicking and other types of background noises, not throughout the episode, but uh, definitely during parts of it. I did what I could to edit, and I decided to publish this just the same because the conversation with Prey Moham was so enjoyable, and I thought that it would touch people who were willing to put up with that mistake who had some patience with me. So thanks for listening. I take I take your attention and uh, investment of time in my podcast very seriously, and I promise to keep improving. Thanks a lot. Bye. Hi, welcome to the True Change Podcast. This is Prashant. My guest today for episode three is Prem Moham. Prem Moham, along with his partner Surya, have created what I would call a triumphant CD just recently released and they are on tour across the Western United States. I remember the first time I heard Moham sing, I was just shocked and stunned at his, uh, at his voice. And so Moham's going to share a little bit today with us about music, about Dharma, about his life, and uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Moham, honored to have you here. Hey, bro. How are you, man? So good to be here with you. And thank you for making this happen. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, Moham, you're on tour right now, and, uh, and you have a van, and you're traveling across the United States, and you're giving shows in a lot of different cities. Tell us a little bit about, about everyday life these days. Yeah, we, we started a tour two months ago, and it's been a very, one of the most interesting experiences I've had so far. I'm doing this tour with and who I've been working with for the last two years since we met in, in Brazil. We were living in Maui and we decided to, to share the music and the work that we we're doing. So we sold the few things we had there, got here to mainland and bought a camper van in Colorado where we have friends and community. And from that point, it's been a place of just trusting life with whatever it wants to bring all the time. And this has been the life in the last two months, traveling, sharing with different communities and homes and chapels. And it's just whatever people invite us to, to hear the music and go through that journey. Wow. So trusting life, it sounds... Like it's almost day to day where you guys are going to be next. Is it like that? 
been the biggest, literally the biggest moments in the last few years of trusting life because it's it's a tour that is not it hasn't been done in a way of how tours usually happen around music where you book a date or book people to yeah to play with and you go to cities because you already know that you have work there for us it's been literally just going to different cities and having contacts of different people meeting them welcoming welcome us into their homes and from there sharing the music and from there opening a concert and so literally we never know what's going to happen next week and that's been a lot because my life wasn't like that at to that extent before so yeah never knowing where we're going to be or what are the conditions of of the concert or the music or the sharing and that puts a lot of a lot of interesting teachings during this journey because it, it's made this journey very rich in terms of of learning about life and learning about ourselves, learning about our, our relationship. Our van is a very small space, really beautiful, but very small. So sharing with someone 24 hours a day, music and life and everything that goes around work makes it a place where we cannot escape ourselves anymore from those parts that sometimes we don't want to look into. Wow. So that sounds like there's several challenges there. You're mentioning uh, this trusting life, which goes with a lot of uncertainty and uh, letting things unfold, seeing what happens, but then also being in close quarters on a road trip, uh, living, loving, working with your partner, and that having its own dynamic to it as well. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about how you're navigating all of that. Also in the name of sharing this beautiful work that you guys are doing, but the challenges that you're facing in the name of doing that. Well, I, I can share with you a little bit maybe about last week, which is the, the most fresh <laughs> time that we've... <laughs> and the challenges have come in a very strong way in terms of what is to share our gifts and talents with the world and what is the energy that that brings for ourselves. Mm. I've, I've worked a lot with that energy in the past with creativity. I, I, I love creative movements and creativity in people and in work. Um, and I've always loved to, to create different ways of experiencing life through the gifts and talents that, that I have been discovering in the last few years, but as well seeing that part of in, in other people. And I feel this is one of the times that I've been most challenged with that, with feeling, okay, what is the... What is the core of what we're doing? Which is it coming from the heart, knowing that that I, that there's a talent, that there's a gift within our voices and within our music, 
But what is the part of doing this work? Why do we want to do it? Uh, and this last week, I, I have been very challenged with that. Very challenged. I also got really sick and I lost my voice. And my voice has been one of the, the things in the last few years that I got really attached to. Of having to let go of so many things in the last few years, I feel that I got really attached to my voice. I was okay, this is who I am. I got very um, close to the image of being a musician and a singer. And losing the voice put me in the place of, okay, if I don't have a, a voice, what am I? And now, it, through that challenge, actually put me into the, the space of, for the first time in, in a lot, in years, just going inside and, and removing myself from the idea that I am a musician, that I am a singer, that I am something, and just being present. And that brought a lot inside, a lot of fear, a lot of distrust. But it's been really beautiful to see it, to embrace it, because I feel that it was something I didn't want to see before. Mm. So yeah, that's been the challenge in this last week of, okay, what is, why, are, why do we do what we love, what we think we love, actually? Because I think I love music, but do I actually love what I'm doing? Yeah, and it seems to me, you know, that it's a, a pretty universal urge in human nature to express one's gifts and talents and to attempt to do that with as much love and heart as is possible. Uh, but it's difficult for our own, you know, for our ego or identity to come into it, which is also supernatural because, or, you know, very natural because uh, we're human beings, you know? And, and I can imagine that that, that sickness um, was really difficult because your whole life is oriented around that voice and here you are imagining you're losing it and it puts you in touch with some things inside yourself. Yeah, it definitely goes, goes really deep. At the same time, it's bringing some sort of liberation. Mm. We have to do, we've been really blessed in this journey. Everything, every place that we've landed, we've been provided with everything and more than we've expected. So even though there's a big part in me that doesn't want to trust, if life is about experiencing something and then finding some knowledge from that and then acquiring a wisdom from all the knowledge that you get through the experience, definitely in these two months, uh, the knowledge is coming to the experiences are showing me as a knowledge and almost as a, as a place of wisdom inside of me of you can't trust life. Do it. Go for it. Because I've never been so uncertain and things just happen and people open and people have received us with so much love. Not only about our music, because sometimes it feels okay. We have to, to, to try too hard and show our gifts and talents like a, um, like a big bird with feathers showing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that if we're just there, present, 
we can people really open their hearts and open their homes. Um, and one woman that we met in a really interesting way, we were in Santa Fe and we finished our time there. And we wanted to come to Portland, which the place that we just arrived an hour ago. Uh, so in between, we felt, okay, what do we need to, we, need, we actually need to find work because we don't have enough money to pay the gas from Santa Fe to Portland. So we need to find some work in between. What do we do? Uh, we went to a uh, cafe and Surya sat there and he literally looked on the internet on Salt Lake City that it was the city in between. And he called, he found this number of this woman who owns a spiritual center there. Her name is Barbara. And Surya called her and they spoke for like an hour. They, they, <laughs> they were best friends about it. And it was the first conversation they'd ever had. First conversation. Yeah. The hours, well, not later, but, but yeah, because it's quite a long trip from Santa Fe to Salt Lake. We ended up in her house, and she's the minister for this really beautiful community that we hadn't had the chance in our travels around the world and the different spiritual communities to meet. And they open their space for us. They open their, their home. And they gave us these, yeah, the, she called so many people. She heard our music while she was talking with Surya on the phone. She fell in love with the music and shared it with the whole community and put up this big concert for us there. And that's exactly when I got really sick so when we had to do the concert, I didn't have a voice. And it was really difficult. Just to, to, to that part of the perfectionist that feels, in order to be loved, what we feel about our gifts and talents, in order to be loved and accepted, that gift and talent has always to be perfect. Mm. From that, it brings so much restriction because it doesn't allow us to be present with whatever it comes. I was already projecting so many things. And we got there, we got to the concert, and it was just beautiful to sit there and bring the voice as I could bring my voice in, in whatever way it came out. But just to be present and allowing Surya to, his voice to rise even more and us having a very different communication within that. And it was very, a very strong moment that brought a lot of grounding and the way that people received it as well. And it was funny because we ended up speaking a lot within that concert and with the community that came to, to hear us about gifts and talents and the place of Dharma and how our Dharma gets conflicted when, when we really don't trust life because part of dharma and and leaving our purpose is trusting that we are in the right place to develop in the way that we need to develop wow there's so much in what you just said that i feel like i could ask you about so rich and deep the experience you're having one thing that's interesting to me is just how you 
keep showing up day after day. It sounds like it has different dynamics as much as even losing your voice when you're a musician, which is in that you still are finding a way to learn about trust inside that very difficult dynamic. Um, but just how there's so much magic in the trip, the way you describe it, you know, and that that's showing you time and time again that this path of Dharma allows you to trust. And I'm wondering, it sounds like, you know, because you guys come from uh, a very specific uh, lineage, which is kind of an ancient yogic lineage of, of India, um, but you're meeting people from other spiritual communities, you're connecting, you're being really received well. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about this kind of bridge building thing that just happens to be happening very organically. Well, that's been one of the most beautiful parts of this journey. We, Surya, Surya and I, we met in Brazil because we, we are connected with our same spiritual teacher. His name is Prem Bawa, and he's actually been our guru for the last few years. Surya met him many years ago in India, and I met him four years ago in India. My life really changed. I wasn't looking for a guru. I wasn't looking for anything like that. I didn't even understand the word guru or, or surrendering of everything that I was going into there. And arriving in, in India just opened a huge place inside of me because I, I got to this ashram sent by a friend of mine in Bali. I was living in Bali at the time. He told me to go and do some really interesting psycho-spiritual work that he felt that it was going to be very interesting for me around a community that the name of, of this community was called Awaken Love. And they had a spiritual master whose name was Frembawa. To be honest, I didn't know anything about him or, or didn't re research. But I received a letter saying that the course, the psycho-spiritual work, was, I had been accepted. And at that time, I, had a, I was actually in Nepal working with, sound, with a sound healer, learning about the techniques and, and the science of, of sound and healing. I received this letter, went to India, and when I arrived there, I felt that I went to a crazy place because I got to this ashram, which is in the middle of the mountains of Rishikesh, beautiful, outstanding place in India. <laughs> and people were, this, this man with white beard was sitting, speaking in Portuguese, which was very strange at the beginning as well, coming from Colombia. So I could understand a lot of what he was saying. And many people were just, they were singing to these entities that I had never heard about. They were singing to Krishna and Shiva, and people were in strong inner process. And I really felt, where, where did I go? <laughs> but I ended up actually staying because I was really drawn by my Frembawa. But I had a lot of resistance as well of this whole thing because of my background of coming from such an atheist family. So I was really, I didn't want to be part of, of something that resembled spirituality or religion or anything like that. But 
my heart really pulled me towards him and realizing when I actually saw him and felt him, my whole life was deconstructed. And I feel that's what I understand of a guru, of a guru that is pure love as Prembawa is. Prembawa is a humanitarian leader from Brazil who has just been working for, for the rising of, of, of human values again on this earth and the protection of the waters and the, the, the change of the violence in this world, the, restore, the restoring the energies of the masculine and the feminine in the most beautiful way. But he, he also, he's from Brazil, but he has this Indian lineage who was given by his guru Maharaji when he died. So Prembawa just joined this, these two amazing worlds of something that I actually didn't know before and didn't have too much connection with. But my whole life, I went really, I dove really deep into this inner journey of self-exploration. And this is what my guru brought me of basically we are one. There's unity within everything. And there's, we didn't come here for us to as he speaks, to live a horizontal religion, which is the, the, the politics and the, the, the part that is more human-minded, but we come to live a, a vertical experience of religion, which is the communion with God that lives inside of us, which with those values, with love, with responsibility, with honesty, with that part that is our heart. And Prembawa brought that into us and brought that into Surya, brought that into me, brought that into us bringing that into it, the people that, that really connect with him. So our music, part of our music is about that, is about bringing awareness. And this all comes because the beauty of this journey has, for us, that we have been so close to Prembawa's community, is to see that in reality, when you are connected with your heart, any spiritual community ends up being the same when the values are there present. And the communities that have opened to us here in the States have been beautiful around, we've been very close to the, the community of Ramdas, um, which also have an Indian lineage, but we have been connected with Christian communities with Buddhists, with people that are very in touch with nature. With it's been so big and so diverse, and it's put us in this feeling of wow, it's beautiful to see how God speaks in such particular way for every soul to find their path, and has so many different flavors in this world because we cannot all follow one person, because we all have different ways to experience life. And teachers, that's why we're so blessed in this world that there are a few awakened masters and many awakened masters in this world that people can go in this journey and learn about. Wow. Uh, that's amazing. Maybe... Um Maybe you could tell us a little bit more. You know, I, I felt when you're talking about this diversity and, 
you're just talking about the level of connection, the depth of connection on the level of values. It, it helps people, it helps me to see that it's, that there's something deeper here and that it's not about, it's not about any sort of belief systems really. It's more just about uh, being human and that recognizing that we're all in this together and you know all the different communities that you've connected to. When you speak about this transformation, it makes me curious because I would like to understand a little bit. You told me once a little bit about your life back in London when you were still a musician, but you were living a very different lifestyle. And maybe that can help uh, us put this in context, this transformation that you're speaking about. <laughs> yeah, life has been keeps transforming all the time. <laughs> After this trip, I feel that there's nothing to actually hold on to. It's transformation comes every second if we allow that. Oh, wow. New beans all the time. This week for me has been that. Every single part, every moment that I get attached to anything, just because the place that where we parked had a beautiful tree or a river or we just met a beautiful person, I just ate an amazing meal that I want to eat again. It, it shows me that if I allow it to not be attached to that, the next moment is going to change my perspective about that because the next tree is going to be different and the next river is going to be different and the next meal is going to be different. But it's, there's going to be that. There's going to be another river. There's going to be another meal. Mm. London for me, which was my, the, the place where I studied music and I lived there for many, many years, I connected with a beautiful community there of who are my family, this beautiful community of Christians. But at that time, I was doing music and I was going to university learning, learning how to do music because I started to do it quite late when I was 18, 19. And I, was, I wasn't actually one of those prod prodigy kids that does music close to them. I, I had to really study a lot and being very present and go through a lot of suffering through that that learning because it wasn't the place where I went. We had too much competition. So my process of learning wasn't easy. But what helped me a lot was the community of people that I was that I was with. But at that time I was so ashamed of any way of people experiencing God. Mm. You know, I come from Colombia, I come from Bogota, and I had a very spe specific uh, way of, of growing up. And that is one of those specific sides was that showing any sort of connection with spirituality or religion made you really weak. And that came from my family, but also came from my school, from the, my surroundings. And I always was really, I always wanted to explore that side. Because I always, especially when I was growing up, I wanted to explore it with the energy of Master Jesus, who's one of the most important energies nowadays in my life. And when I met this Christian community, these Christian friends, I, I was so ashamed of 
even accepting inside of me that I had any connection with with this amazing figure that for I spent many years there doing music but denying everything inside of me. And my whole life has been about denying who I am until the moment that I met Rembawa. And when I met Rembawa, something in me came into presence and the fear, I had to face a fear of what if you stop actually fearing that? Hmm. If you are yourself, and that brought so much because it brought a new way of doing music. It actually brought a new way of relating in my intimate relationships because I met Surya in Brazil. I had never been with a man before. Wow. Yeah. My interest at that moment wasn't something that I had explored, something that I needed to explore at that time. But I met Surya and love showed me something too strong is that I was falling in love with a man. And that made my life even it was a, the biggest challenge because I felt so ashamed. If I had been ashamed of, of living a life around spirituality and now having a guru and now accepting that I had connection with Jesus and with different energies, now I had to come into the place of, <laughs> apart from all of that, I love a man, not as a brother or as a friend, but as a, as a lover. And I relationship open there for both him and me is the first time and it brought so many challenges of fear but around our life we've been very blessed with our families both of our families we spoke with them and we told them and they accepted us with so much love because we were we fell in love through music by doing music by traveling by writing songs and that brought us into a new space of what, what if we accept as well there's a physical connection. And so life has put, a, put me always to, to find a new space within what we create of what we think that we are and then wow. constructing that to start something new. And it, this is what everything... Well, everything you've just said, you know, it sounds to me, uh, there's so much courage in it, you know, accepting a guru, accepting Jesus, accepting falling in love with a man, all things that were very different from the identity that you once held, but that also something inside you was saying this is what's true for you and and allowing yourself to see the fear of that see the shame of that and work through it and find acceptance in all that i'm sure that uh that that's brought a lot of peace as well uh through that challenge am i right totally it really it brings peace and then a new challenge comes <laughs> But it has brought a lot of peace. I, I cannot say that I'm in peace in the inside mm. of me. Mm. There's still a lot of things that are, are steering inside of me in terms of trusting life. Mm. But what it has brought is definitely more relaxation, which I feel that is a huge step towards peace. Mm -hmm. That relaxation, I'm not looking 
all the time to be accepted by the outside world, which is what I was trying to do for my first 30 years of life. Which I can relate to completely. And what I would say is that that's very evident in your music. Uh, when I heard it for the first time, I was with Prem Baba actually, and I was in a group of 500 people, and he played three of your tracks, and I was so blown away by the level of authenticity in it, and you speaking about very human topics, very difficult topics that sometimes are, are very controversial or even taboo and just that you guys went into that space and and i think so much of what you're talking about revolves around a theme that i've been exploring a lot for myself recently which is how in this world we have such a strong disconnection between the east and the west between spirituality and science you know and and that you guys, you know, your album, when I called it earlier today, A Spiritual Triumph, I really felt like you guys brought something down from a different realm and brought it to this earth. And I look forward to, to it spreading amongst yogis and other communities who see the truth of what you guys what you guys are expressing in this work, you know, and, and how much, how much your love and how much all that challenge and is inside that process as well and how it came out as what it came out as. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for those words about our music. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's simple to say, because it's so true, you know, uh, so yeah it's it's a process and i feel that finding finding a way to to connect with with your dharma has to come with a place of really finding truth inside of of yourself and what you're saying i feel the main difference between what has happened in my music since I'm doing it with Surya is that there's always a place when we write our lyrics it doesn't come anymore from a place of trying to find really beautiful words that rhyme and the most amazing melodies and it comes from a place of okay who are we within, mm. within a specific subject that is steering in our hearts so there's mm. something that is called free our voices which is has become one of the most important kind of outlines for our work. Mm. We free the voices that are in our head that sometimes they speak so fast and they create so much turbulence inside because we don't want to listen to what is going on. And yeah, it was about pride, fear, and lust mm. have been the main subjects around our relationship and our life. And it was beautiful to sit there and having actually to go through the challenges of feeling what is to have pride. And we were riding through that and there was so much pride coming because we didn't want the other one to, to ride or to come with better words. And the war starts. <laughs> the other. And then we went into a place of fear and 
just feeling the, the, the fear in every way of we're not capable of doing these and and then going to lust that when people hear this word I feel that sometimes it's really it's not well understood in in the sense that it doesn't speak only about our sexual energy and it's not mm. wanting to to have sex with everyone or the, the sexual desire it speaks about the the repression and the violence that we have inside of us that creates oppression in others. So mm. we leave our sexual energy, which is our vital energy in the world, by becoming either a victim or an aggressor. Mm-hmm. That war, the, the energy of lust kind of arises. And for us, we have been in that, that home of, of that energy for a long time wanting to be seen in a specific way and showing that we're this strong man who wanted to be with women and be kind of be this man and that we have to do music in a specific way and put an act and all these things behind it that we are trying to dissemble. And by singing that, when we sing that in, in, un, in unification with mantras, which are very specific ways of of doing music. A mantra is uh, a sound that has a beautiful resonance that goes into your body and connects with a specific part inside of you that and creates movement. So it's an ancient way of, of communing with your soul through sound and through singing. And we have been taking these ancient mantras from different philosophies, from Hinduism, Buddhism, Christianism, uh, from, from and agnostics, from the jungle, and unifying those energies that are inside of us when we sing to Shiva, we sing to an energy that is not a blue god outside, but something, a force that we have to deconstruct ourselves. That's why we put it in free our voices, because by deconstructing ourselves, we can free those voices, ancient energies inside of us, of fear, of anger, of violence, that we don't want to see that we have and free ourselves from that finally. Wow, what a deep, deep study you're indicating has been part of this process, just the understanding that you have and the clarity that you're communicating uh, really speaks to what you said about your process originating from who are we, and not just who are we from the essence of love and light, but who are we in terms of all the things that get in the way of that love and light, all the things that we'd rather deny away and just wish that didn't exist but do exist. And it's, you know, it's, it's pretty much in all of us, and all of us have experiences of that. Um, that's really profound. And what you're saying, I feel, is the most important thing is to understand that it's important to see the light. Mm. It's important to go to those places exactly how you describe it, to understand it and, and, and free ourselves from that. Yeah. So, um, what has been what has been exciting for you like a specific moment or something on this tour that you would want to share with us? <laughs> There's been so many, so many moments. 
of I feel the exciting moments are when we that moment that we really like put us to the edge of just trust for a little bit more trust for another hour when you think that <laughs> there's no way okay everything has been everything is broken our van has broke broken down quite a few times but in a really bad ways in a way that someone told us that that car wasn't going to work anymore and then we ended up meeting not random people in, in a very synchronistic way and beautiful way people that connected us with for example this guy who for us uh, his name is eric and he's like uh, like luke skywalker if I, I i was obsessed with star wars when i was a kid and if i think of luke skywalker on this earth it's this guy who lives in the middle of the mountains of colorado and he <laughs> is home to fix our van, but not only that, it was the way of speaking with him, the way that he saw life, the way that we realized, wow, we project so much of how someone is because it's a mechanic or because it's a singer or because it's a chef, that their lives have to be in a specific way. And that's what we project. But when you open to the person and see the world they have inside, that's been so beautiful of like him so many other people getting to know and getting to be excited about people's hearts and how people communicate and are in touch with life with different ways of experiencing this earth he had uh, he had the force with him or what mohan <laughs> he had the force with him and he had a, every part of the force with him <laughs> his own drones which are these mm. flying machines and, but the light in him was of giving us trust to understand that we were in the right path he was the one who told us he was the one who brought us back you are in the right path and by the way he was speaking was through science which is a beautiful form of spirituality and through nature, different words that come to the same place. And he brought that force back into us. So it's been ups and downs, beautiful nature we've encountered since we arrived in Oregon. If people have the chance to come to Oregon, we've been so impressed by the last few hours of driving. The nature is outstanding. So, yeah. So many beautiful things, and I feel one of the best is just to be able to share this experience with my husband, with my friend, with my uh, music partner in one, which sometimes it's crazy, but sometimes it's amazing and just brings so much laughter. We've laughed a lot. So I'm going to return to something you said earlier, which was, you know, before neither of you had ever been with a man before you had lived uh straight lives your your whole lives until you met each other and then there was like a very powerful uh attraction between the two of you and i can imagine that that's that's unusual i think for for both of you and i don't know maybe just tell us a little bit more about this whole whole dynamic you know and now you've become 
amazing music partners, your road trip companions on tour, and you, you know, you got married last summer. Um, and I don't know, I'm curious for you to share a little bit more with us about that. <laughs> that journey has been one of the, I feel one of the funniest things in my life of if I have the chance to look from outside because I, I grew up actually in a place where people were quite open to same-sex relationships. I had a lot of uh, gay friends and when I was growing up and I never felt that I had any sort of bad feelings towards that until the moment that I actually fell in love with the man and then I realized how much of, how many conditionings were in my mind towards this, how disgusting I felt it was, how wrong I felt it was. I felt that I wasn't, a, I wasn't going to be a man, a man <laughs> anymore, that I wasn't going to be accepted or liked. And the best thing of this is to deconditioning that, to realize that behind whatever form of body we come, we put so much emphasis in this world towards that, that we forget what, what is the essence of someone behind that shield that we call a body that is going to die and it's going to change and it's going to come into a different way. But we are very conditioned by that. And definitely there's been a lot of violence towards homosexuality in this world. There's been a lot of repression. We are really blessed, both Suri and me, that we were born into families that were so open, into communities that were so open, but we know that it's not the same case for people in this world. And some people really have to go through very challenging and a lot of violence and a lot of bullying and a lot of repression that creates a lot of violence from them after. So embracing this, this new journey brought a lot of that for us. It was funny to see that the, whole, the, the world outside was really open to us, to our love, to our communion, but us internally, we actually weren't that open. Accepting the physicality as well, the intimacy, the change of, of being with the physical male body was a huge change. Mm. Still, it's still the process of learning, of learning, of discovering, of surrendering. Um, it brings a lot of challenges. It's not easy, but what I've realized after being with Surya for two years is that the challenges are not because I am with the man. Because mm. I'm in an intimate relationship and relationships are going to bring every single part of those things that we don't want to look at because wow. are going to have to be uh, exposed with our reality in front of someone else naked. So it doesn't matter in the end if it's um, a relationship with someone from the same sex or it, it, whatever it is, a relationship brings challenges. And this is what it's been for us. It's a challenge of life that of course, it brings other things, but those other things are, I feel that are much smaller than the reality of actually communing with someone and not running away because it's so much easier. I never had very long relationships and it was easier when, when I didn't want to, to share something, it was easier to run away 
And with Surya, it's been really beautiful not to do that, to stay here and to learn from the other, to see the other one grow. He's an absolutely beautiful man who I've learned wow. who's voice and whose heart is one of the kindest people I've met and he's taught me a lot how to forgive he has such an amazing quality to forgive which I am learning from him of really letting go okay we had something but he has the capacity to let go and, and start new and it's been really a big lesson to be with him I mean you're that's amazing what you shared, you know, how we can think we're really open-minded and then a certain situation can, can reveal to us where, where the limits of that open-mindedness actually are. And then you get really face-to-face -face with yourself in those situations. And, uh, and that's, that's really beautiful how you just make it, um, maybe speak about it, uh, in a way that helps us understand what you've been through, what you've been through together. And then also that the form of the relationship is, uh, is actually second, very much second to, to just what relationships can be in general if you're both committed to a true path of honesty and growth and facing yourselves, facing the undesirable aspects. And, and that all being a deeper expression of, of love that exists simultaneously. It's really beautiful. And I feel like what you guys do, what, what part of your expression, for better or worse, and maybe unintentionally, is also just, just sharing the nature of your love helps people uh, reframe their own prejudices in different ways. You know, I know that... Um, in, in our conversations, you know, when I met you, you were dating women, and that, and these days you're with Surya, and and I've and I've talked with you about my own own limitations on open-mindedness, even though I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. I've had to confront some of those things, and I think, and I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to see those limitations inside myself and have a friend like you who's so so willing and and doesn't get offended when i i bring up my honest truth about those things and where my limitations are yeah having friends like you has made this so much easier with with you especially because i feel that you were one of the first people that i shared what was going on with surya when when everything mm -hmm. opened and, and it was really easy to share it with you it's been beautiful to see that it's, it's okay to accept that it could be shocking sometimes and it could be difficult, but not out of the lack of love towards a person that is with another man or with, mm. with another woman, but the place of, of getting to see something new. And it is, it's not easy, and we know that. We know that, that it's, for us, it's not about trying to to fight for something or, or yeah right or one of one of the things that is very strong sometimes is when i hear the word uh, the the pride and i feel that pride itself that word carries a little bit of violence as well because it's mm. of, of we need to be proud but not of 
that we are na- this is our nature. We don't need to to do anything else. Yeah, as an statement which the world needed. The world really needed that. We needed that there, there was a need for for that movement to come and to fight and to to bring the awareness. But now to understand that we don't need to be to take that pride in into us. I think yeah, the most important things that I get to see as I experience a. a relationship with this with the same sex is is that there is one part that I feel that requires more attention and I feel that is it's interesting I was speaking that with a friend of mine who's been with the woman for a long time the other day and it's about how the competition becomes so much bigger when you are in a relationship of the same sex. And I feel that's something to really be aware of. And if someone had told me this before when I started this relationship, of okay, just make sure that when you are with the same sex, a lot of competition is going to come that sometimes mm. lies so much within heterosexual relationships. And that was one of the main challenges that we had that, or that we have with Surya the competition because the men that I used to see as as a friend that I needed to compete with in sports, in music, in work, in this, in that, or trying to be more and trying to now it's is the intimate partner. And it it's been very strong to see that, that competition can lead to a lot of anger and hate and resentment. So it's for me just that part has been easier to see that I didn't get to see in all the relationships when I was with him and, and I'm very grateful. I would just like to share that for people who maybe are embarking this this journey or have been with with same sex relationships before, just to check when the competition and the need to to kind of be more than the other comes because I feel that is very strong. It's uh, it's interesting what you say about the the gay pride. You know, as a kind of almost the pendulum had swung so far in one direction, and it was like society needed to kind of come up with a self correction and almost compensate for that. But now there's room to make it more natural and more accepted and more kind of everyday. That it doesn't have to be in reaction to the majority, that it can be that, um, that this minority, this specific minority, has its own way and it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be anything in um, standing up for itself anymore. It's more just natural. I think it's really beautiful. I think we're coming towards a close, but I want to make sure to ask you a couple more things, uh, Moham. Um, I, I mean, I feel like any of these topics we could stick with for a really long time, but I would like to get your point of view about a few things, which in this case, um, you mentioned <clears throat> you mentioned creativity and art, and obviously you're in a artistic uh, in an artistic realm, and you know that brings in elements of inspiration. Some people can be mystified by creativity. I know you believe that creativity is for for everybody, but maybe you could tell us a little bit 
about your creative process. I know one of the projects you had at one time was helping musicians get over their blocks in recording and that you have, you have a lot of thoughts and insights and feelings about the nature of inspiration and expressing one's art in the world. Maybe you could share a point of view about that. Hmm. Well, I feel that that's, <laughs> that's such an important topic in everyone's lives because creativity as you said I feel that has also been put up as something extraordinary like mm. be creative is to be extraordinary but that part of being extraordinary every human has that has the power of creation and I feel the place of relating creativity with art has creating crazy artworks or, or songs or sculptures or made creativity for people to feel afraid of that, to feel afraid of, of that energy. And creativity is within us and is part of, of who we are, is nature. If we see nature, nature is the most creative force. Nature is recreating itself 24 hours a day. A, a tree is growing and is creating a new way to a new branch or a new flower or a new way to communicate with the lights. It's, it's creating always a way to, to move and to connect with the environment. So I feel the, ma the main thing about creativity is to be aware of who we are and what do we want to move in the world. And it doesn't have to be with art. It's about what it resonates in our hearts. And we we could be the most creative lawyers, the most creative scientists, the most creative uh, anything. Popcorn maker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is creativity? I feel that creativity for me is a way of having joy with what you're doing. If you're mm. really connecting with the aspect of enjoying and, and, and actually sharing that with with the selfless kind of feeling, you are becoming a creative person. Because creativity, the, the real sense of creativity is to bring movement into the world, is to bring awareness, is to bring s silence for our minds, is to bring inspiration, to inspire someone. Creativity brings inspiration into people because the one that sees creativity in someone else or in nature, in something, has a moment to stop, breathe deeply, and just become, yeah, more aware of where they are. So I really, I, I, have, I feel that one of the main things towards not being able to be creative is the fear of not being loved, the fear, the fear of not being accepted of who we are. And that's what it feels creativity. Because we end up doing things in order to be accepted, in order to maybe get more money, or in order to, to have more people like us in Facebook or in the social media. And then creativity loses its power. So if, if I feel that if we face the fear of who we are, creativity is going to come in the most amazing and mysterious way for every human being. 
And there's a lot of, uh, of great work that's out there. And I just want to put in a plug for uh, the TED Talks of Sir Ken Robinson, you know, some of the most watched TED Talks of all time. The, the, the great best-selling book, uh, The Artist's Way, um, the TED Talk of David Kelly of IDEO. Um, and there's a lot of understanding in the world that's growing about how creativity works as what you were just saying is how we're all creative beings and it's only these blocks connected to fear and shame. You know, I came across a study that I like to quote from time to time of these researchers gave a test to 1,600 kids aged three to five. It was a test designed by NASA to gauge creative genius. And 98% of these kids scored as creative genius on this test. And then they gave the same test to over 250,000 adults over the age of 25, and 2% of them scored as creative genius on a test. You know, and that says so much about our capabilities and what happens over time and, you know, the nature of society and education and, and, and whatever else. And, um, and it's a shame, you know, Picasso said something very similar. We're all born artists. The trouble is to remain one as we grow up, you know. And so just to encourage people who might have, who might have a block about that, that there are many things that, that can be done about that. And there's a lot of of natural joy that you were just describing that can come in, in recovering some of those capabilities and starts with what's still already there, you know? Um, but, uh, but thank you for that. I feel like we could have another one hour conversation one of these days strictly on, you know, on creativity, you know, maybe I'll invite you with our, our dear mutual friend Ole to speak about, about creativity together. But, um, that would be amazing. Um, and if Ole listens to this, Ole, you know, get ready for the, for the three of us to have a conversation. <laughs> um, but Moham, I want to put you on the spot and also share with our audience and ask you if you could do us the, the kind favor of just singing something impromptu for us here now. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'm gonna have to be creative because the voice is still <laughs> because you lost it this week. I'm putting. I'm really putting you on the spot here. That's okay. I feel that that's that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you like, whatever whatever feels good for you. So what it comes to me in this moment is just to sing a few lines of a beautiful mantra that both of us we share because of. <laughs> Of Prembawa, that is the mm. um, Wonderful. The translation of this mantra is asking for the energy of love to awaken in every part of this world, beginning mm. in ourselves, to awakening the other, and to awakening everyone. So that's that's the the translation of of this mantra. And again. Mantra is just the way of that you, you connect with the sound that you can put any melody, anything. I just want to share a little bit of of this melody that they sing in in Prembawa's Sashram while they do a beautiful prayer that is called the Arati. And mm. They sing this, this melody. So yeah, <laughs> I'll go for it. Yes, please. 
Bravoa seja com, bravoa seja com, bravoa seja com, parma majago, merecer seja com, sarvatra jago. Bravo a Pejago, Parma, Majago, Suca, Saca, Quebra, Cascaro, Bravo a Pejago, Parma, Majago, Sukanta kake prakash karo prabhu ape jago parmatma jago Amazing. <laughs> wow. So beautiful. I was just really touched by that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Moham, so where i don't know exactly which site you guys are using if people who i'm sure there's people who listen to this podcast and hadn't known of you before and heard your voice right now it was like wow um and and where would they be able to learn more about your music and be able to download your cd we have a website that is called premohamsurya.com Okay, let me spell that. P-R-E-M-M-O-H-A-M-S-U-R-Y-A dot com? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's not great. It's not the shortest, but it, it works. It's your two names together. Yeah. So we have that website, and we also have our music in Bandcamp. Ah, it's on Bandcamp as well. So they could search you by your name and they'd find you there as well. Exactly. And in both places, you can buy our, our album, which is called Waters of Parivartan. And it's 13 tracks. Really beautiful work that we've been doing with Surya these last two years that we released just a few months ago. So, yeah, if you feel it's, it's actually a really beautiful music journey to, to listen to, to have the car and your life and I was I was in Bali with uh, with Surya's mom a month ago or so as you know a couple months ago and uh, and she was so she loved the album so much I think partly as a mother but also just as a music lover and uh, and we were listening to it a lot and we were dancing to it a lot and uh, and I every time I listened to it didn't matter how many times I listened to it I was just you know like goosebumps and really feeling like chills in my spine and just loving the album so much. And actually, I want to talk to you a little bit outside this conversation about what you guys are doing to help people know that it exists because I think the world really needs to know about that album. I think it's incredible. So I encourage the audience to, to really look that up and follow up. And I, I just want to say thank you so much, Moham, for being my guest and so kind, thoughtful, honest, vulnerable and uh, just inspiring stories that you share and insights. And I'm, I'm really, I don't know, I felt, I felt myself just receiving your words and, and them helping me with some of my own current challenges and, and the authenticity that you guys bring. So thank you very much. Um, 
And I'll just let the audience know, of course, this is the Imaginally True Change podcast with Prashant Goel and our guest today, Prem Moham. And uh, thanks for listening. You can always find us at imaginally.com. Uh, all the best. Namaste. Thanks again, Moham. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. All right, brother. Have, a, have an amazing time, amazing time in Portland. Any, any last thoughts or words? That's, I'm so happy to, <laughs> to know you, man, and for all the journey we've had together. And I know that this work that you're doing in, with the podcast is going to bring a lot of beautiful things for many people. So I'm looking forward to hear the next people that you have in your program. And thank you so much for allowing it to be so easy. And so good. My pleasure, my friend. Namaste. Ciao, bro. <laughs> Namaste.